Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller and this is a pro wrestling podcast. It's Friday, which is kind of hilarious because it's not actually Friday when I'm recording this at all, but that is the magic of audio and that is the magic of the internet. If you've only just stumbled across this podcast for the first time, I would like to welcome you and say you're in for around, around about an hour's worth of wrestling chat. And of course, we're going to focus on everything that's been going down in mostly WWE over the last few days, but I'm sure there'll be some uh, other nuggets in there too. And as it is Friday, I'm pleased to say that it is my Patreon podcast I do every week and that I enjoy very much and that you can also join if you head over to patreon.com forward slash Simon316. That's what supports all of these shows and allows me to do what I'm able to do. And it's my man Cody all the way in Canada. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Good. I'm glad to hear it, dude. I always love this. Like, I mean, obviously we have some Brits on and I love that too, but it still always blows my mind when someone who is thousands of miles away, you know, is listening to the podcast and then gets involved in the podcast. That makes me excited. Right across the ocean. <laughs> Adam, how's Canada this time of year? Nice? Um, raining today, but yeah, we had a heat wave there for a couple of weeks, but uh, it was the human index was up to 35, 37, I think it was. Um, and, and is it true? Like everyone, I've been to Canada once. I thought it was awesome. I really liked it. And everybody always says that, um, you know, the Canadians are the nicest people in the world. Can We're you confirm of, this? We are full of apologies. <laughs> It's true. So are British people, though, so you're fine. You're we absolutely... apologize for apologizing. Well, yeah, we do that too. So, you know, <laughs> we're brothers. Now, look, this is the conversation I always like to start with here because everyone's always got an interesting story and it always sparks off, you know, other topics around that. Professional wrestling, arguably the weirdest, you know, form of entertainment in the world, but also one of the best. How did you get into it? How long you've been watching it? And, you know, what's your current take of where we are at the moment with pro wrestling? Well, um, I'm 28 now. Uh, I got into wrestling when I was three or four, I oh, think. Oh, wow, so super early. Yeah, I was really early. Um, I remember watching uh, when I was a kid on oh, – Frig was – they had the Saturday – Saturday, and there was – I was going back and forth between WCW and WWE or where stuff were. like that. Cause I just didn't care. I just wanted to watch wrestling. Um, my favorite person back then was uh, Shawn Michaels. Wow, like, dude, dude, no, how? You're Canadian, you can't like Shawn Michaels? I know, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm the weirdest, I'm one of the weirdest wrestlers fans you'll ever meet. Um, Brett, I love Brett, though, don't get me wrong, Brett was my man. Uh, I, I, got a, I actually got a high five from him at an event when I was uh, 7 or 1997, whenever that was. Yeah. They came here for a live show, and I, my parents ran me up to the side there when they came down the entrance. Yeah. And he hit my hand. That was pretty cool. That is cool, man. But so why? Okay, so I mean, I, I think I know the answers, but look, we we got to go in hard, heavy here. Why right. Shawn Michaels and not Bret Hart? And, and the, re- the main reason I ask that is because I get it. When you're a kid, you kind of latch onto things instinctively. But yeah. I also know when I was a kid, like the British Bulldog, right? I loved the British Bulldog just because he was from Britain. And I could be like, oh, wow, maybe one day I could be the British Bulldog. It was as simple as that because I was a stupid kid. Like, what, what was it? Why did you go the other way? Like, what was it that, you know, kind of swayed you? Uh, I mean... I think it had to do with his charisma. I mean, Brett Brett was amazing in the ring. Like he's such an amazing technical wrestler. But Shawn Michaels just he had that he just I, I, I couldn't get enough of him. I just he had the entrance music, he had the the you know, the tuning up the band. He just 
I, I don't know what it was about him, but he always put on amazing matches. And not to take anything away from Brett, because Brett always did too. But I don't know what. I just I was I was a Shawn Michaels guy. <laughs> ah, dude, there's nothing wrong with that, man. Like Shawn Michaels is you know easily in the conversation to be you know one of the best professional wrestlers ever. It's just. Yep. And I get it, man. The whole—if you're someone around sort of your age group or my age group, you know—the whole conversation about Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart is still a prevalent one, even though they've been retired for years and years. Because you know, at one point when you were watching wrestling growing up, that was the, you know, it was the be all and end all. That was the focal point. Yeah. Um, did anything change after the Montreal screw job? Because obviously, all of that was a bit like you know, pro Canada, anti America vibes and all that. Well, when, when that happened, I was I was pretty young to yeah. fully understand everything that had been going on, um, but. I just, you know, I took it as mostly story. I mean, there wasn't really much dirt sheets back when I was eight years old. And <laughs> I just kind of, you know, watched how it unfolded and saw things happen. I was like, oh, man, this is a crazy storyline. I got to get behind this. I always knew wrestling was, like, you know, set up and storyline and everything like that, choreographed. I, I always knew that. But so that was never a problem for me. But the more real it got, the more interesting it became. Yeah, oh, dude, uh, what a beautiful way to put it, man. I totally agree. I mean, because I was the same when the Montreal Screwjob came down. I was just like, I don't. Under I was really confused. I was like, I don't really because it felt weird. So I was it like, did. I, I don't really understand what's what what's going on. But the thing that yeah, kind of dragged me in more and more was when reality kept seeping into the storylines, and I was like, wow, this is. You know, almost, you know, especially more, uh, less so now and more so sort of, you know, during the Attitude Era and just after. But kind of everything that was going on behind the scenes was almost as interesting, if not better, than what we were seeing on the TV screen. And that's when I was hooked. I was like, this is just too interesting on so many levels. It's some bizarre world I, I can't really comprehend, but that's why I love it so much. Absolutely. Uh, like, now that I'm, like, I'm, I'm older and I've been able to look back and watch it and know everything that went down, I'm like, oh, well... I guess I was maybe picking the wrong guy. <laughs> well, no, again, man, I, th I think when you're young, it's all about that instinctual, instinctual thing. I mean, like, because obviously I've never seen it firsthand. But, you know, was Bret Hart right? Was it because, you know, he, was, he would always be like, you know, he was a, a hero and, and a super duper star in, in right. Canada. Was that true? Did you sort of get a, a, an inkling of that? Oh, Bret, Bret's, Bret's huge. Bret, don't like every, any every wrestling fan in Canada knows Bret and loves Bret. And if you don't like Bret, well, then you're not Canadian. <laughs> That's a, but honestly, dude, that's so cool to hear, though, because, you know, I, look, I, I love Bret Hart. Bret Hart is probably my favorite wrestler ever. But, you know, you've got to call a spade a spade. You know, Bret Hart's biggest fan was Bret Hart. So, yeah. you know, you never know when he says these things. Like, well, it sounds true, but I don't know if it is true. So it's really interesting to hear it from someone, you know, who, who, who's seen it and experienced it. Yeah, like, um, see, when I was, also when I was younger, too, like watching the storylines and everything and how things were set up, I, I didn't know what was, you know, actually real and if someone if backstage politics and everything and what's going on in a wrestler's personal life even if that does come into wrestling it's really hard for me to judge that because i don't know that person personally so i don't know what's going on backstage i don't know who said what or what's or what was said so it's really hard for me just to judge a character and say oh well i don't like that wrestler because of this one personal thing happened backstage you know yeah no, I think I think that's more than fair. So you're growing up, you're watching uh, WCW and, and WWE. Shawn Michaels is your guy. Yeah. Um, did you have a favorite? Like, were you more of a WWE guy, or were you literally split down the middle? And then once obviously WCW got bought out, you're like, well, that makes my life easier. I just go across <laughs> to the other side. I, I was I was more WWE. I have to admit that they had they had something that WCW didn't have. They just had that it factor. Um, I mean, WCW was good, but it just you know. You got to hand it to Vince McMahon. He knows what he's doing. 
Oh, well, well, dude, you can't say that in 2018, man. People get mad. Like, I, I mean, look, 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 we'll transition to it. Just Back then, but, you know, 2018, everybody gets mad. Oh, it's true. I mean, just transitioning into something that I wanted to talk about. Like, I've been seeing, you know, threads on Reddit and on the internet and social media of everybody saying they can't believe. And Brian Alvarez said it as well. Don't get me wrong. I love Brian Alvarez from the Wrestling Observer. I am, like, the biggest fanboy of him. I listen to him every day. I think he's hilarious. He's so good at what he does. But even he said, you know, all this stuff with Becky Lynch just makes him go that Vince McMahon doesn't know what he's doing. And now, look, between you and me, Cody, as it's just you and I here, I actually quite like what they're doing with Becky Lynch, but I don't want to get yelled at by the internet, so I keep that on the down low. No, um, you know what? I- I'm totally on your side with that. Becky heel right now, or what? They're, whatever they're doing with Becky, oh my, amazing. Yeah, honestly, I'm not 100%. Go, if you didn't see SmackDown this week, and we talked about this on Wednesdays, you can go back and listen to it if you want. But, you know, she cut that heel promo, and the only yeah. line that kind of made me raise an eyebrow and said, oh, the fans have never been behind me, I was like, look, Becky, that's, yeah, just, exactly. that's just not true at all. But the way I justify it is in my head, she's a heel. And, exactly. a, he- and a heel's going to have a skewed uh, opinion on things. But also, more importantly, everything else she said, I totally believed. Because it was a really, really well-delivered promo. And some of the faces she pulled, I was like, there's something here. Maybe somebody backstage has seen something that we all haven't. And again, much like Roman Reigns, which we'll get to, you can boo or you can cheer. It's up to you. So really, you, it's in the fans' hands anyway. The fans seemed to be happy anyway with like with her going heel. They were happy. They were cheering for her to go heel. So and everything that she was saying, they just kept going backy, backy, and it was just. So I mean, obviously, she's on the right track because the heel or face, the audience is loving what's coming out of Becky right now. Mm. What did you think about it when she turned at SummerSlam? Loved it. I was just <laughs> waiting after the match. I was just I was sitting there going, "Do it! Come on, do it! Just do it!" <laughs> I think they timed it really well as well. I thought, you know, there was a there was a, that amazing moment where you think, oh, it probably would have happened now. They just held off a minute, just longer than you'd expect, which was the right time. And then they turned. And I thought that was, uh, I thought it was really well done. And it got the biggest reaction at SummerSlam. It was just a lot of fun. And I, I said on ups and downs, uh, my What Culture show that you can check out now, should you wish. I said the week prior, I don't think we should do this. I'm not ashamed to say that I thought Becky Lynch is just too lovable. I mean, just go look at her Instagram stories. Everyone is actually yep. quite funny. But look, they did it. And am I enjoying it? Absolutely. So I'm more than happy to put my hands up and go, I'm, at the moment, I'm utterly wrong. Because I like what they're doing. So it's difficult for me to criticize it. Yeah, it, it is. Um, I actually had to give a laugh at your ups and downs there. I watched the SmackDown this morning. <laughs> And uh, you said a mad Charlotte appears like a Pokemon. I died. <laughs> I freaking died. I, it's funny. That like, that's been in my head now all morning. I've been just laughing at it. Oh, I'm glad. I mean, I will say, I, 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 it's, it's weird. It's one of those ones where I wrote it. Because I, I always write, behind the scenes now. What culture behind the scenes? But I always write uh, a script for those things. I watch the show. And as I'm watching, think, you know, funny things that pop in my head, I just, I just, I just write down. And I yeah. can't, I this sounds really weird. At one point, I thought... Is that offensive? Like, is that... I, I don't, I, it's calling someone Pokemon offensive. I don't think it is. But is it no. offensive? But I thought, no, I think it's quite funny. So I'm going to no, it's, it. it's, it's just... It's, it's golden. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like she just came out. She was really mad. Didn't do anything. And just attacked her. I was like, that's what they do in Pokemon. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, I really like it. And honestly, like, I don't mind if, no, if you disagree. That's absolutely cool. But if, you know, if someone came in right now, put a gun to my head and said, you know, what's your favorite feud in WWE right now? Or at least what's the one you're enjoying the most? It is Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. I think the relationship is real enough that I can buy into it. Uh, you know, Charlotte looked really angry. Becky, it feels justified. I just think it's great. I really do. It's really won me over very quickly. Can we, can we take a moment just, though, to acknowledge just how amazing and athletic 
Charlotte Flair is. Is, is absolutely insane. I, I think sometimes as wrestling fans, uh, if we see something too much, it, it's easy to forget like forget how good somebody is or forget how talented or athletic somebody is. But when you take a step back and actually take it in, yeah, she's ridiculous. She's ridiculous. Like it's, it's, it's the effortlessness. It's like people like Seth Rollins and um, AJ Styles. When they do stuff at the top rope, they just do it. And it's yep. like, you know, it, it doesn't even look... Oh, I mean, Ricochet is the number one of all of that. But yeah, Charlotte Flair, when she did that um, corkscrew moonsault at SummerSlam, I was like, it doesn't even look like she's trying. Oh, I know. crazy. Uh, you brought up ricochet can we bounce there for a sec dude man that is what this, this is why i changed the format man there's no rules we can okay. just go crazy so because nxt oh my god what a night honestly i thought uh, I, I always knew it was going to be good and most nxt takeover shows are but this one to me i don't know just something about it just something real and i'm not saying there haven't been better shows but i'm just saying given everything that happened over the entire weekend and raw smackdown now that i look back on it retrospectively it did feel really special for me. Yeah. Um, when, uh, when it was Adam Cole versus Ricochet, and when he did that moonsault off the ropes and he ki- super kicked him in the face, that was that was beautiful. I was like, holy. Like, <laughs> Have you seen the slow motion of that? Yes, I did. How the hell? Honestly, all week I've been going. How did he not get like, how was he walking? <laughs> I, I, how how did that not hurt? Because the other thing is, it's the way he falls on the floor. He just crumples in a heap. Yeah. He just absolutely crumples in a heap. I'm like, that's got, I, you know, me, if I can, I'd break all my bones. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I don't know. I, I would not be walking. No, I honestly, and that just goes, and that goes to show, again, this is what I'm talking about when we mentioned not really taking wrestlers for what they are. If you take Ricochet as an amazing athletic wrestler, yes, but it's the way that he can land like that. And in a way, he's trained his body to do that, I guess. I mean, you know, how else can you explain it? You know, everyone can land like that and just walk away from it. So, yeah, but no, I thought NXT was great. What was your favorite show uh, on the NXT, uh, favorite show, favorite match on the NXT show? Um, I was at, it wasn't the tag team, but I actually was impressed by what they did. I was very, very impressed by that tag team match. That was an amazing tag team match. Um, but I have to, it's a toss up between Tommaso and, and, uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano or the Ricochet match, because I just, the things that Ricochet does and Adam Cole has just such good chemistry with so many people. Um, yeah, it's a toss up between those two. I, I can't decide, but I mean, I'm, and I'm not taking away from Kyrie and Shane either because that was amazing as well. Uh, I mean, the whole card was good. It's just really hard for me to choose a one fave. But if it, if I had to choose, it would. It's a tie, I think, between Tommaso Ciampa and uh, Ricochet's match. That's fair. I mean, you mentioned Adam Cole. I mean, Adam Cole to me is is. I mean, it all depends what Vince McMahon thinks, right? I mean, that is a, that is the key. There's no point pretending otherwise. But you gotta do Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> I just I, I just think he's got everything, right? I think he's got absolutely everything. He's just. I just, I don't know. There's just, again, he's got that thing. There's something about him. And I'm someone that is happy to put their hands up and go, yeah, you know what? I, you know, I, I like the big Jack dudes. I don't think wrestling should just be Jack dudes, but I like, I like the big Jack dudes. And, you know, he's not a big Jack dude in any sense of the imagination, but I still think he ticks every single box that you could possibly want a wrestler, uh, a wrestler to tick. I just think he's great. I, I really, really do. And if he gets called up, I think even if he got booked badly, he would still find a way to make it work because, again, I think him and Ricochet fall into that into that category. I just think they're so good and so talented at what they do that they would move themselves into a position where they would be okay. Adam Cole reminds me of a young Triple H. 
like just yeah a little... yeah no I, I i i know what you mean and i would even go as far to say i don't know how adam cole is i'll look it up now uh, so I, this isn't like for like, but in terms of where Adam Cole is in his career, he's 29 years old. So in terms yeah. of where he is in in terms of his career and how, from a perception point of view, I would actually say he's ahead of Triple H because you can move. Yeah. I remember there was one time when Triple H was still finding his way. Do you remember when they were trying to make him, um, they, they wanted to be the main event, but he just didn't feel like he should be there? Um, Triple H, that is. What year was that? Like, cause... well, it was, it was it was just before his Mick Foley stuff. So I would say 1999. They really yeah. wanted the Triple H to be the guy, and I, I like Triple H, right? I really did. But I was like, I don't know if this felt right. Then he did all this stuff with Mick Foley, and I was like, oh, I'm fucking wrong. Like, this, is, this guy's really good. Um, but to me, Adam Cole could be shifted into the Raw or SmackDown main event tomorrow. And even if you, and I, I mean, obviously, I'm biased here because I'm coming at it from an angle where I know, uh, you know, I, I know how good he is. I think he could win over people so quickly that if you put the world title on, uh, you know, really soon, it wouldn't be out that out of place because I think he's just that good. I would love to see Adam Cole versus Styles. I like, think Adam Cole of the heel and AJ Styles of the face. I think that would be yeah. absolutely wonderful. It, it, yep, yeah, it would be because I could just. They're, they're, they're two guys with similar styles, pun intended. <laughs> but they're they're just. I think they would they would blow the house like the, the, blow the roof off the place. I think I think we'll get it one day. I, I I really I really do. I don't I don't see why we wouldn't unless something drastic happens. But I I hope so. I, I hope so anyway. So look, let's talk about SummerSlam as well because I know you wanted to talk right. about that and as do I. Now I get it right. I, I've seen some of the criticisms. I'm not saying they're criticisms I don't agree with, but I'm saying maybe they affected people a bit more than they affected me. I'm happy to sit here. Uh, technically, the lie date is a Friday. It's actually Wednesday. In case you'd like to see behind the fourth wall, but I'm happy to sit here. <laughs> right now and say i loved it i thought it was a great show i enjoyed pretty much everything that happened doesn't mean it was all perfect by any stretch of the imagination but it's really infused me and look, i get it i'm enthused about wwe and wrestling most of the time that's just my nature but i am infused about wwe going forward i think they have something and if they can capitalize on it you know they're, they're, there's room for improvement here and growth yeah SummerSlam was actually one i have to agree with you it was one of the best i've ever seen and I've seen all, like the majority of them. There's only been a couple I haven't seen when it's when I was younger, because you know pay-per-views were harder to get back then. But um, yeah, SummerSlam was one of the best I've ever seen this this year. It was like I was it was it was long ish, but the only thing I have the only thing the only complaint I had about the show was anything on the pre-show. After that, the whole show was amazing. I could, I was glued to my seat. I was excited. I couldn't wait for the next match. Every match seemed to be pretty good. Um, I, I just like, you know, there was Rhonda, Rhonda Rousey and Alexa Bliss. Now, Alexa Bliss is my girl. She's always has been my girl, but I knew she was going to lose the title and Rhonda deserves it right now. So I don't, I just, the whole pay-per-view was excellent. Like from start to finish. Why, why Alexa Bliss? You just put her over pretty big. I like it when people do that. I always like to know, oh, there's something there. What is it? Yeah, she is. Um, I've I started watching her in NXT when she first debuted, and I just had this this instinct that she was going to be something special. I knew it. I just I knew it. She had it. She and when she, when she when she redid herself and she came back out as a heel, I was like, "Yep, bang, she's going to be a future champ." And now she's five time champ, and she's just so amazing on the mic. She knows what she's doing, and the fact that she's just like the opposite of that in real life and she's able to tap into that heel character and be like that 
I just love her. I just, I love what she does. <laughs> Are you worried? I've got two questions for you. Are you worried? And I don't, I don't think this at all. This is something that I read on, uh, I won't lie, I was on Squared Circle earlier. Um, and there was a big thread on there about whether or not um, Vince McMahon sees Alexa Bliss in the same way that he sees Kevin Owens in the sense that he realizes that she's an asset, but she will never be pushed in the way that many people want her to be pushed, despite being a five-time champion. Now, I don't agree with it. I think, uh, from what I'm uh, you know, taking away from it, that she's considered a huge deal. I mean, that's the, that's the impression I get. I think they, I think they think, uh, I think they, you know, think a lot of her. But what would you say to that? As clearly the Alexa Bliss fan, I mean, are you happy? I mean, you sound like you're happy. You know. Oh, yeah. I mean, Alexa Bliss losing the title is not a bad thing. She's going to get it back again. But right now, her fo- I mean, well, they kind of spoiled that immediately when they when they announced Alexa Bliss versus Trish Stratus, which Trish Stratus was my golden girl when I was a kid. Well, she you, was my- you, you must be over the moon. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I'm losing my I'm losing my shit. Like I, I was I was suspecting it. I was suspecting it. I was like, and then they announced it. And I was like, oh, my God. Well, that means Alexa Bliss is losing at SummerSlam because <laughs> they're not going to put the title back on trish right it's just not going to happen well it'd be weird i mean yeah i mean it seems pointless so actually obviously you're a big fan of, of, of women's wrestling we've talked about it a lot what do you think about the whole women's revolution evolution whatever the hell they call it i don't even know anymore. <laughs> what I yeah, mean, what do you think about it i don't think evolution was the right name just because of triple h's stable group but other than that i am very excited for the women there was a period there where they just weren't that interesting or they weren't given the time that they needed and now they're just – they're given the time and – well, they, they still need a little bit more time like to actually – not just like you were spit on, on ups and downs about Peyton Royce and Naomi just thrown into a random match or you know they have random tag team matches for no reason. And I'm like that's time that you're wasting. You can build something there. Yeah, I mean I, I always think that as well. It's the, same, it's the same with the men, men, women, you know, children, whatever. I, I, don't, I don't mind random matches because – now here's my thing. I wouldn't mind random matches if WWE presented Raw or SmackDown like a sport. Then that's different. And I think, okay, well, actually, all matches count because they're all, uh, you know, they're all, um, you know, building to, to you know, the, the, if, if, you, if you present something as a sport, the idea is you want to win the title, right? And I can completely get behind that. But they don't do that. So when I just have Peyton Royce versus Naomi, and also, where's Naomi been for the last month? I hate exactly. to explain that stuff. I'm like, well, why do I care about this? I've got no reason to care. Um, you know, it, 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 the perfect you know window to all of this is Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. I've got so much reason to care. And my favorite thing about wrestling is taking all the information that's presented to me and going, whose side am I on? When I've just got Peyton Royce and Naomi, and I'm told, well, Naomi's a good guy and Peyton Royce is a bad guy. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I don't care. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> so yeah that, that's my thing with it and i actually think the evolution pay-per-view would be quite good if they're going to be yeah, st- if they're going to be doing stuff like trish and you know trish and alexa bliss and maybe they'll do i don't know mm, uh, i can't think of anyone now i mean apparently they're gonna do let's talk about this actually because I mean, they're, apparently they're going to do nikki bella versus ronda rousey for the women's championship raw women's championship because really? they but they, well, the rumor is and it's just rumors so who knows but yeah. apparently they think that those are the two biggest stars in the WWE. And that probably is true. And this is Ronda Rousey is a mainstream celebrity. And Nikki Bella, of everybody else on that roster, does have a lot of fame outside of the WWE. But I don't know what we get from that match. I don't, I, I, let, me, let me phrase that. I don't get excited about it on paper. It doesn't do much for me. That is how I would see it. Well, you're, you're right. Like, I'm sitting here going, really? Like, that's what I have to look forward to? <laughs> I just, I, as, as the main event of that, 
I don't know. I look, I actually I like Ronda. Go back to SummerSlam. I like Ronda Rousey winning that title. I do. I oh, think yeah. I think going into the first ever WWE Women's Pay Per View as a proper star, your champion, it puts more eyes on it. It's great publicity. It's great press, and I think Ronda Rousey's doing just fine. I got no problems with her whatsoever. She's been given what you know, given whatever she's given, and I think that she's yeah, absolutely smashing it. So, but I just I mean, but then again, I I, I ask myself who'd be a better opponent, and I. I, I I mean, is there anyone you'd like to see Ronda Rousey face? Because I actually thought Alexa Bliss Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam was well thought out. Rousey basically kicked her ass, which she should have yep. done because she used to do yep. that in the Octagon. So that's fine. Uh, and yeah, I, I was like, it was a nice moment. Everything they did on Raw with Stephanie McMahon, a little bit forced. I always struggle a little bit when Stephanie just pops up because that's a bit like meh. But again, if it's tying into the pay-per-view, that's all good. And I don't want to see Stephanie McMahon versus Ronda Rousey at the main event. That wouldn't work either. But so I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm being a bit of a hypocrite here. I think Stephanie might screw Ronda over at Hell in a Cell again, or try to, but she'll keep the title. Um, I think actually you'll see Ronda keep the title until WrestleMania, because I have a feeling, I just have this gut feeling that we're going to see Ronda and Shayna at WrestleMania. Is that where you think we're going, Ronda? Because I always I, thought we'd do Ronda and Charlotte at WrestleMania, but... You know. I, I know, I, I just, I imagine this, like, you know, they're both UFC or MMA fighters, right? And... I can just picture at WrestleMania, biggest stage in the mall, two women who both know each other so well could just have an amazing match. Both throw those punches, both know the certain throws of the you know MMA moves and everything. They could blow the roof off the place at WrestleMania. I mean, Charlotte and Ronda could too, totally, because Charlotte has good chemistry with anybody. She makes anybody have a good match. But Ronda and Shayna, I can just see it. But as for Evolution, I don't know. Ronda and Nikki, though, I'm not... I don't know about that. I don't, don't get me wrong. Like, Nikki is a good wrestler. I just haven't seen her on air for so long. Like I need to. I, I got to get some build up with her, like in some actual matches where she's doing okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, she's been away too long. That was the other weird thing. The Bellas just appeared at SummerSlam. Now they're back on TV. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. What? Yeah, what? That's nothing. Like Brie Bella just ran out on SmackDown. I was like, oh, she's back. Okay, thanks a lot. Well, yeah, Brie and Nikki were both on Raw, so I was thinking when Daniel Bryan and The Miz were doing their thing, and I was like. Bella's or Bree's gonna come out. Wait, no, Bree's on Raw now. She was just on Raw, and then she comes out. I was like, oh, are we just jumping from show <laughs> to show now? <laughs> well, we've been doing that for a long time, man. So, yeah, but I mean, we, usually that sort of stuff happens around the WrestleMania time, not you know, right that's, after SummerSlam. That's true. I mean, I, I, I don't. It's, I mean, that's the other thing as well. We talk about Miz and Daniel Bryan. I actually really like their match at SummerSlam. I thought it came at a slightly bad time in the card because you could tell the crowd was a bit worn out. But yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it was fine. And, and, and you know, giving, the, you know, Miz the brass knucks from Maurice to punch Daniel Bryan when the whole feud had been about punching. I thought that was a really nice touch. However, segueing into SmackDown, I thought the opening was good. I just don't know if I want to see Brie Bella and Daniel Bryan versus the Miz and Maurice at Hell in a Cell. I mean, I'm in two minds, actually. I said this earlier on Ups and Downs, and I came back to it and thought, actually, it's probably just something that Daniel Bryan wants to do, and he's probably really going to enjoy it, and he's probably going to show this match to his kid one day. I'm like, I haven't thought about this properly, have I, at all? Um, well, I, I think when it comes to the mixed tag team matches, I mean, I'm all for them, but I think there's, I don't know what it is, but there's something missing. I guess, go on, man. It, they're just, there's something missing. Like, I know... You, the women can only face the women, and the men can only face the women. That's or the, or the men can only face the men. I get that. That that that's fair. But there's just they treat them. They need a little bit. Like they they treat them fairly like they're a shard of glass or like a like a glass cup. 
Like they're gonna break. <laughs> I and, know what you mean. Yeah, you, like if you look at it, they're like they're just tiptoeing around or like trying like just go for it. Like dive into it. Treat it like a women's match. Treat it like a man's match. Just go for it. Like and I just the uh, I, I I find it very hard to get really excited for a for um a mixed tag team. Especially because in WWE you know it's not actually a mixed tag team, right? right? Just two singles matches that are going on at the same time. That's what yeah, it that's, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's a great point. Yeah, that, that's it. And I just, I mean, the other thing to me from a storyline point of view, if I want to be a pro- proper wrestling nerd, which I do, is <laughs> if you and I are feuding, Cody, right? And yep. you've just beaten me by punching me in the face with some metal. I'm not yep. going to turn to my, my partner and go, you know, if I, I'm not going to turn to my girlfriend right now and go, uh, babe. Do you want to come have a big fight with me? It's like, what are you talking about? I'm not going to do that. So, yeah, I don't. Exactly. I, it doesn't make, and I get it. Wrestling doesn't make any sense at the best of times. And yeah, I, I think it will be fine. But I just thought, I, I guess, because did you see as well, they announced, I don't know where this was announced, but it's definitely true. At that Australian Super Showdown, they are doing Daniel Bryan versus The Miz, and the winner gets a WWE title shot. Yes, I saw that. This, I actually just saw that this morning. I, I was like, what? <laughs> Where's that come from? I know. So, I mean, clearly, you know, that that's going to pop up somewhere on the storyline. But I mean, I wish they would contain some of these rumors for people to be more surprised. I think um, it's hard in these days. and I, I, re- I really get it. Like, I did a video about this, and I understand both sides of the argument. But I mean, re- in reality, in 2018, the way how you know, social media is very reactive, it's it's it's. You, you, if you don't want to get spoiled, just don't go on the internet. And I know that sucks. I get it because it's so important in all of our lives. But that's what people going to get. Like I always get people saying to me, "Oh, Simon, you know, please don't use spoiler thumbnails in your videos." Now, one, I don't choose those thumbnails, just for the record. But two, <laughs> that's what you've got to put there to sell your content because you may not have seen it, but millions of other people have, and you've got to react to the majority. I understand yep. how difficult it is, but that's the world we live in. That's the world we live in. Social media took over, and both the positive and the negative is it's so quick to react that if you can't see it for a day two days you're already you know fighting up an uphill battle which does suck it does but you you made a good point there a few weeks ago um on what culture there where you um when baron corbin cut his hair and don't don't don't. showing it backstage (laughs) like at the beginning of raw they were showing it backstage and i was like you could have done something about this like like just like what you said like that was a that wasn't even a that, that was a spoiler but you had every opportunity to do that. That's just the guy's hair. Like Finn Balor and him could have like spiced it up or done Finn, well, Finn Balor leaves WWE or something or Baron Corbin cuts his hair. I don't know. Something like that. But th- there was a wasted opportunity. And Baron Corbin being the constable now actually hasn't been that good. <laughs> well, here's my thing, right? When anyone, anyone brings up the whole uh, Baron Corbin hair thing, let's just imagine that Finn Balor versus um, – Baron Corbin at SummerSlam was a hair versus whatever match. You'd have to come up with something. And right. then Finn Balor came out as the demon and they did what they did. But at the end of it, he also shaved Baron Corbin's head. I think that would have done so much for Finn Balor. Especially, yeah. but especially, and it would have given Baron Corbin even more things to moan about. Because he would have been like, I've lost my hair because you came out as some weird, crazy guy. So, you know, I, I, I can't believe they did that. Because I actually thought they saved that feud in the end. Uh, I wasn't looking forward to that match at all, but as soon as I knew it was the demon, as ridiculous as I find the demon, in the sense that he has the exact same moveset as Finn Balor, so what's the difference? He's just right. put, he's just put face paint on himself. But that aside, again, it's wrestling. I just think that would have really, really cemented that feud. So yeah, who knows? 
or maybe even like Baron Corbin, you know, hair versus, you know, no longer using the demon or something like incorporate the demon in there somewhere, like without just appearing out of nowhere at SummerSlam. I mean, don't get me wrong. That was awesome. I love seeing the demon every time, but it was so random. I, I was in two worlds because I, it, it worked from a surprise point of view, right? I was excited. I was. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was, was like, too, I'm not going to lie. But it was also stupid. <laughs> like, there's no two ways about it. If you haven't watched wrestling before and you see that, you're like, the hell is this? Especially because on Raw, he's back to um, he's back to just being a normal dude. It's Wrestling is, is the weirdest stuff anyway. How did you feel about Baron Corbin and Finn as it was, though? Um, the, the match or the feud? Everything. Uh, well, the feud over something as silly as being short and tall, that's yeah, just, that's got to go. That's I mean, just, that, that, like, so the creative team really has to look at each other and say, like, you know, what are you smoking? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, tall and short, I know it's a PG era, but come on, you can spice it up more than that. I mean, look at Joe right now. Joe is on a PG era, and he's just tearing it up with Styles with the whole family thing. That's such a good point, man. Well argued. I never thought of it like that. You're so right. I'm going to use that next time somebody says something. <laughs> think so but it's true though like baron corbin is just going oh well finn balor i don't like him because you're short blah, blah, blah. get over it <laughs> <laughs> i think my, my problem i mean i don't like it anyway but my bigger problem with that when, when people say and stuff like that is you do know a lot of your main event guys are around the size of finn balor right <laughs> yeah exactly. Like, and, uh, and it's just you're kind of undermining half your roster now again i will say this during that backstage segment with braun and finn balor yeah finn balor looked like a tiny child because yep. braun Strowman is so big but I don't think you should highlight that. I think that's a really stupid way to go. I, I, I never like that. Don't Again, classic Paul Heyman, right? Play to the strengths. Right. Well, it's just also, Finn, I mean, if anything, instead of talking down about short people, you should be talking that up. Like they used to with Rey Mysterio. He was, you know, he was a really small guy. He won the world title. I wasn't, I wasn't kind of a fan how they used Eddie in there, but... Rey Mysterio deserved that world title more than you know, more than anybody else on that roster at that time. And Finn Balor is a little taller than Rey Mysterio, but they're both equally talented. And Finn Balor shouldn't be like, oh well, you know, you're, or anybody shouldn't be. They shouldn't be having a storyline about your size because that has nothing to do with your wrestling ability. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you know, 20 years ago. It was a different business, uh, not necessarily the right business, but a different business. But especially with all the guys that you do have coming up, for example, Adam Cole, Ricochet, yep. uh, Champo Gagano. I mean, I'm not saying these aren't athletic dudes, but they're not big Braun Strowman jacked up guys, are they? So, um, you know, if you're going, you, know, you just shouldn't undermine that. It's just ridiculous. Wrestlers should be wrestlers and good wrestlers should climb to the top and bad wrestlers should find a place in their mid card and so on and so forth. And it's just not a good reason to invest in a feud. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, the indie the indie scene has shown that all of these guys you don't need to be a certain size to be a wrestler. You can tear the house down being five foot five, like you or just it's just talent. Like you don't need to be a size to be a certain wrestler. And I think just in that day and age, using the short thing, it's just it's lazy. I think it's, it's lazy. lazy. Yeah, it's I very think, lazy. I think it's lazy. But I I did like the I thought the demon worked well. Uh, not sure where they're going. You know, is, is um. Uh, what do you call it? Is Finn Balor now going to get sort of jobbed out because Baron Corbin's the new, you know, heel GM? I don't know. I don't know if that's going to carry on. I mean, I, I was happy they gave him the uh, Universal uh, Champion rematch, but I knew he was going to lose, right? I actually thought that Braun was going to come down after Finn won and he would screw over Finn. 
I know Braun said he wouldn't be a coward and everything, but I was like, man, what would that do? Really good. Finally got his belt back. And, and, then then he and he loses it just as quick as he lost it first time. That's a good yeah. story, man. Dude, you got to get booking, man. you got to get in there. <laughs> you got to book this. These are good stories. I'm, people people tell me that all the time. <laughs> honestly, dude, that is the second story. I'm like, yeah. I, I mean, look, that would create... Uh, talking point and interest and controversy and all that kind of stuff. I would have enjoyed that. I kind of don't mind they didn't do it. We'll talk about it now. I thank goodness that they gave uh, Roman Reigns that title. I thought Raw showed how refreshing it's going to be just having that title on SmackDown uh, on Raw to begin with each and every week. And the fact we had a title match, you know, whatever you think of Roman, if that's the guy they had to give it to to get it done, fine. And also, it's over now. It's over. We've done it. Like yep. um, he he is champion. And now we can we can live or die by the sword, and, and and we'll see what happens. I will say this: when Roman Reigns came at the start of the Raw, and they got booed as much as <laughs> as much as he did, he felt like a superstar to me. He felt like yep. a proper superstar. Uh, so I guess I'll give my opinion on Reigns because everybody else has. Do it, man. I, I, honestly, honestly, dude, I've said it before. I'll say it again. He is a science experiment. He's like nobody yep. else, and I'd want to. I always want to know. He, um, I don't actually have anything wrong with the guy. I know he's going in there. He's being told what to do. And it's not – I don't agree with how he was being pushed and everything. And for the last few years, it's just been so repetitive. Lesnar reigns, Lesnar reigns, Lesnar reigns. But Reigns himself, I honestly think, is quite talented. Dude, I do. I tell you, man, I really like his matches. I know it makes me a bad person and, yeah, kill me, kill me. But I, no. I really like – I do. I enjoy a Roman Reigns match. I just do. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't mind watching him either. Like, I, he, he draws a crowd. And you know what? At least the audience isn't being quiet. Like, you don't hear crickets in the audience. They're booing. At least they're giving him electricity. Like, they're yeah. giving him something. And it does make it feel special. I mean, it does. I know people don't like to hear that. But noise – equals magic to me like i said that start of raw i was electric for it because he got such a reaction i thought he handled it really well and i thought how they booked him with baron corbin to um yeah you know you know baron corbin was the full guy they thought well we can get roman reigns to stop baron corbin and that will be fine he'll get a bit of a cheer which he did just loved it absolutely loved it i, I thought it was fantastic i did i love the opening to raw yeah i thought it was good um i've noticed that reigns is like last like I guess a couple of months, he's been always saying the word ass. I guess they're trying to spice that up a bit. I'm like, <laughs> PG. Oh, I've, heard, I've heard ass. This isn't the attitude era anymore. Let's get excited. <laughs> a lot of people get mad when I say ass because I'm British. But I just do now. You just have to accept that. I'm going to say ass for a long time to come. I am sorry. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know ass was a bad thing in Britain. <laughs> well, they, they, some people don't like ass. They're like ass. They don't. Um, oh, yeah. ass. Okay. They, 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 they want A R S E, which is how we spell it. But I don't want to say ass. When you say ass, it makes it sound so posh. <laughs> I want to say ass. And it rolls off the tongue better as well. Anyway, we don't need to talk about this. this is yeah, we say, we say arse here too. Yeah. Well, there we go. So no, but I, I, I feel the same with you about Roman. And uh, if we're going into a Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns program, that feud still got legs to me. And I also think WWE did some awesome booking. I chatted about this the other day, but you know they had some awesome booking where they managed to detract uh, from the fans' potential disdain by getting Braun Strowman involved. I also don't agree with this. I've seen a lot of people going, well, it's false advertising because Braun Strowman didn't cash in. It's only false advertising if they do it before the show. You can't advertise something during the show. and then that does, That's not how false advertising works. Well, yeah, and how many people have come down and tried to, you know, cash in and then the bell hasn't rung or something or something doesn't line up like people have tried constantly they're like saying i'm going to cash in but then they get screwed over or something yeah happens. it's just it, i didn't agree with that one i thought that one was too much that was, that was, that was too ridiculous um what while you... we're on the while we're on the topic of reigns though i have to address this do it 
The Shield now owns Raw. How do you mean owns it? Owns it because you have the Shield is <laughs> back together. Yeah. Reigns is Universal Title. Yeah. Rollins oh, you're is right. You're right. Yeah. And the only thing they're missing is the tag team titles. And let's face it, if they want, if we see the Shield having all the titles, I don't think the crowd's going to be that upset. I wouldn't, man. Do you know what I mean? I, I'd actually, uh, I, I would enjoy it. I, I, I think there'd be something there. Like if you're going to have a stable, go nuts with it. Make put them over, as they say. Exactly. And. Uh, we where was I going with this now? Uh, Shield, yeah, the Shield is now back on Raw, but I don't know if they're face or heel. I think they're heel with how they tackled Braun Strowman, but that could just be them sticking up for each other. But I don't know because Braun Strowman's supposed to be a face, but then at the same time he's been heel, but the audience loves him so much. But it, it's really weird. I, I just, my, my 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 favorite thing about all of this is. I don't really know who is who in this scenario in a good way because everyone loves Braun yeah. Strowman, right? Everyone loves it. Yeah, Braun yeah. Strowman. But everyone loves The Shield, but we don't like Roman Reigns. So it's like you've got that great kind of back and forth where, well, look, to me, you've got Becky Lynch and Charlotte, you've got The Shield, Braun Strowman, whatever, and I, I believe there's going to be a lot of let the fans decide who is who. And, and I've got, again, I've got nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, you know what? I would love actually to see The Shield go back to their original heel. Like when they first debuted, um, I, not under the authorities' watch. I'd like them to be kind of a heel on their own watch, as in they just kind of you know mess things up because they want to because they're the shield. I mean, I know they're the shield of before they were like the shield of justice or something like that. Uh, I think they were yeah that, that was around for a little while. Probably when they were still wearing polo necks. Do you remember that? That was weird. <laughs> yes, yes, I remember that. That was the Steve Jobs days. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but. The shield now, though, I just if they can just come in, screw things up, shake things up, you know, say that we're the dominant force. Come, you know, show us that we're not the dominant force. Prove to us that you can get through us. And I mean, Braun Strowman can certainly go through go through all three of them if he really wanted to. Braun Strowman could eat them all if he really wanted to. <laughs> well, I, I, I like that when he kept uh, and he kept throwing people, yeah, throwing people, you know, to this uh, all the shield members off of him when you thought they were going to take him down. I thought that was really. Yeah, I thought that was really, really good. The only thing, yeah, the only thing I don't agree with Braun Strowman is the briefcase. Um, you, in what sense? The only thing is because I really look at the size of the man. Like, from let's just take wrestling out of the equation, okay? Just for a second, you see that big guy of a man, like "Rawr, I'm Braun Strowman, I'm going to eat you" kind of thing, right? <laughs> and all he has to do is walk into Vince McMahon's office and say, "Give me the title." Who is Vince gonna? What's Vince gonna do? Like say no? <laughs> like, what would you do if Braun Strowman came up to you, Simon Miller, and he'd be like, "I'm gonna get the title, make it happen." He'd be like, "Okay, sure." Well, like, it, yeah, you would. You, you would because otherwise he'd kill you. He'd probably eat you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You don't. He doesn't need that briefcase, and that's why I think Kevin Owens should have won it because Kevin Owens is such that that dick heel that he could he could just do so many things with that. And Braun Strowman could just like take the title if he wanted to. Like Kevin Owens could cash in, and then Braun Strowman would just come out and go, "Rawr, it's mine now." <laughs> what, what, did, what do you think about how they treated Kevin Owens? I've seen a lot of people not happy with that. Yeah, Kevin Owens. Um, I actually, I'm going to be one of the few who probably get some heat for this one, but I've never actually been a big fan of Kevin Owens. On, That's fine, um, man. You don't have to be. But lately, I've been kind of having a turnaround. 
uh, I, I've never doubted his wrestling ability. He is amazing in the ring. I've watched his NXT, uh, but I think what really, really killed it for me was, like, as you say, the 72,478 times of watching Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. That's where it got kind of, you know, I was kind of done with Kevin Owens for a while. Yeah. But he is such a really good heel. And I think him King. I mean, being jobbed out kind of thing at SummerSlam from Braun Strowman, it kind of makes sense given Braun Strowman's, you know, stature, like how he how he acts, how he carries himself. But I think Kevin Owens should have kind of, you know, I, he wasn't on Raw this week, was he? No, he wasn't, uh, which I actually appreciated because yeah, I like that, small things like that. He shouldn't be. He got his ass whooped. I don't know. Yeah, do, I, do I like the fact he got his ass whooped? Not particularly, but he did. So he might as well sell his injuries. Yeah, at least he's at least he's selling it really well. So that that's, but I don't know if he'll appear next week or something. But I think if he does, he should come up and like you know I don't, I, maybe keep the feud dead and maybe Kevin Owens go somewhere else because I don't think Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens needs to continue anymore. I'm no, not entirely, I don't think so. I'm not entirely disappointed with the way they've been carrying Kevin Owens, but I think it's definitely time for Kevin Owens to shine somewhere else. Like well, in, in where, a different. Where would you put him though? I was thinking, trying to think this the other day. If the because the way I see it, and I could be completely wrong. I know Bobby Lashley and somebody else have been mentioned, but in my head, and I know it doesn't make any sense, but Braun Strowman to me is not a heel or face. But if you've got the Shield, or at least Kevin Owens, uh, Kevin Owens, Dean Ambrose, and Seth Rollins, you know they've still got their stuff with Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. So you put right. Braun Strowman with them, they go against the Shield. So that then takes up you know the Intercontinental title, the World title. So where does Kevin Owens go? I don't see what position he falls into now. I think they could actually start a really. I think they should refresh Finn Balor and Kevin and Kevin Owens. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good shot, actually. Yeah, I think they should start that up again because they have amazing chemistry. I believe they fought in NXT. I'm trying to remember now. I think that's who did Finn Balor win the belt from when he was NXT champ? I'm trying to. Oh, that's a question. Uh, G- Samoa Joe or did he lose it to Samoa Joe? I can't remember, I think, man. Uh, uh, no, I think Joe beat Shinsuke. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, I think Balor. Yeah, you're right. Joe did beat. Joe did beat uh, Balor, but I think Kevin Owens and Balor would just. They well, would they have. Did. A, yeah, they, you're right. They did, didn't they? Oh my yeah. gosh, dude! I don't. I, hang on, I'm looking it up. Champion, champion, champion. Where are we? <laughs> Finn Balor and he beat. Well, tell me who he beat for goodness' sake. I oh, beat Kevin Owens. You're right. Yes, he beat Kevin yeah. Owens to it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I think they could re. I, I think they could recycle that and spice it up more with, without the championship and make it personal. Um, something could happen, you know. Finn Balor could be doing something. Kevin Owens comes out, or vice versa. Um, I don't know. Just I think there's a lot of good potential there. I don't know exactly the feud right right now, but I mean, I guess I'll leave that one to the creative team. But you know, no, that's not. No, 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 yeah, don't do that. Don't, <laughs> no, don't do that, dude. That's the worst <laughs> thing in the world. Um, no, that uh, I, I I think I'd like that. It works. It got got classic heel and face. They'd have good matches. It's something we've seen before, but probably not for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that would make sense. Uh, maybe sort of um, Kevin Owens can you know kiss up to Baron Corbin as well. I think that'd be quite funny. Get a nice dynamic going on there as well. Or, or, or actually, here we go. Finn Balor um, comes out. He mentions how you know he the whole rematch thing happened with Roman Reigns and everything, 
And then Kevin Owens comes out and be like, well, I was universal champion too. And, you know, I'm going to show you that I'm the better universal champion. I deserve to be in that title picture more than you kind of thing. And we'll start from there. That's that's where it can go. Why not, man? I, I'm all right with that. I don't mind then seeing me go around again. And then I'm hoping in six months' time, Dean Ambrose goes heel. And then we can just have loads of fun. So I was, I was surprised that Dean Ambrose didn't go heel at SummerSlam. I really was. I just think it would be too soon. Like, right now, I I'm happy that he's back. And I want to see him. I'm, I'm You know, I want to cheer him. But I certainly yep. think once the... Um, uh, return nostalgia, for lack of a better term, worn off. Absolutely, yeah. Turn him heel, go nuts. He's ready for it, no question. Yeah, he he looked good coming back. Like he he he, he jacked up a bit, and he, he's looking pretty good. Like I was I was impressed. He he took his nine months off, really, or was it eight months? But he it's he took that time, time yeah. off seriously. No, he did, and I I you know he adds something to Roy. Absolutely does. And if we can do Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose again, but with those roles reversed, I got absolutely no problem with that. Like it's. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty good. Uh, just because time is slowly getting up against us, I do want to talk about AJ Styles and Samoa Joe because you Absolutely. mentioned it earlier, how good Samoa Joe is doing with the script that he's being given, the fact he's in a PG environment, but he can still get reactions from the crowds and the stuff he says. Their match at SummerSlam, I thought, made loads of sense. What he did following up on SmackDown by taking AJ Styles, that was awesome. Like Right now, to me, nobody within the WWE is as good consistently as Samoa Joe. Correct. I agree 100%. <laughs> Good, nope. I'm glad. No, nope. uh, 100%. I agree. Joe is fen like I'm a, I know AJ Styles' name or key phrase there is phenomenal, but Joe is phenomenal as an athlete, as uh, as on the mic. The man, the because of the size of him, the way he moves, the way he carries himself, he's amazing. And I I love Styles. Don't get me wrong, because Styles is just well, pun intended, phenomenal. But I think I would really want Joe to win at Hell in a Cell. I really need. I really want to see that change of title. I want. I want to see Styles go for the title now because Joe is just—he's too badass not to have a title. I think it would justify his heel turn no end. I think AJ chasing the title will be will help AJ, and I just like the idea of a right prick being the WWE champion. It spices things up. You can't. You can't deny that. It, I mean, it's. It's not. We don't cheer for the bad people because we're bad people. We cheer for the bad people because we want to see a spice. Like we want to see something interesting. Yeah, I like. I, I think what really helps Samoa Joe as well is is that he looks like nobody else. He's just like a wall of a human being, but that really works for him. Like it just. It, it, it makes him look different from the rest of the card. He just stands out straight away. Like, if you've only just turned on WWE programming for the first time and you see that guy, you're going to go, yep, he could whip my ass. <laughs> like, it, yep. just, and it, it just looks crazy in a good way. Yeah, and Joe's, like, Joe's persona on wrestling is completely different, again, from, like, in real life. Like, he's an advocate for, like, so many amazing things. I've, on I've interviewed Samoa Joe, and not only have I interviewed Samoa Joe, he let me do it in a silly way, and he was still a lovely man. So that, that's a, that kind that, of sums up how good that. he was. But congratulations on that. That's amazing. Oh, no, that, that, was, that was a whole stupid weekend. Uh, I should explain all that one day, but today is not that time. But yeah, he's a lovely human being. While we're on, uh, I don't mean to stop talking about Joe and Styles, but while we're on SmackDown, we don't have much time left. I just really want to touch up on Jeff Hardy and Orton. Do it, man. Um, it's amazing that 10 years ago, they were feuding. Oh my gosh, dude, you're right. Exactly 10 years ago, they were feuding on Raw, and Jeff Hardy took that massive swanton from the top of the Raw set onto Orton. Jeez, and now here we are 10 years later, they're doing it again, and Randy Orton's sticking his finger in Jeff Hardy's ear. Oh, that, I'm telling you, that actually, you know what? I hate it, but I love it. I, dude, <laughs> spot on. 100% spot on. The other thing, I couldn't believe people going, I can't believe they did it again. How boring. Don't be stupid. It's if something boring. gets a reaction, do it again. That's the exactly. whole point. That's just... 
that's just common sense. I know. <laughs> and why wouldn't he do it again? If he did it first time round and it hurt Jeff Hardy, for lack of a better term, it's, you know, as a pet peeve, like when people hit their finishers and somebody else kicks out and they don't then just go and hit their finisher again, I'm like, well, stop with your stupid shocked face and go and hit them with your finisher again, for goodness sake. Yeah. Well, uh, Jeff, like, after, when I saw him there on SmackDown and Randy Orton started doing that ear thing again, Jeff just had enough, and I don't blame him. And, he, you know, he, he, I was thinking there, I was like, so Jeff got the DQ from kicking Orton in the nuts, but Orton didn't get a DQ from sticking his finger in Jeff's ear and pulling it, and, you know, I know it's all choreographed and everything, but from an audience's point of view, that's also kind of illegal. <laughs> it, it, I, I, I said it ups and downs. It fucking should be. If sticking, yeah. if sticking your finger in someone's ear isn't illegal, what what are we doing? What's happening? Yeah, exactly. And I was like, Ref, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Mental. Absolutely crazy. Like, just, oh, man. But look, it worked. I just don't know what we do with it now because obviously Nakamura was involved, but now it doesn't seem like he is involved. And obviously, this was a DQ, so nobody really lost or won. It was just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm still intrigued. Uh, I was a bit annoyed that Shelton Benjamin didn't feature this week. I thought he did really well last week. I was quite excited to see what they were going to do with that. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I have to, I have to, we'll have to wait and see, and see what happens. But yeah, it, it's an interesting situation for the US title right now. Yeah, the, the only downside to me with Jeff Hardy right now is the wrestling actually SmackDown Live, or not like live on SmackDown, you know, there's a house show coming this, this weekend in uh, Halifax, where I'm from. And I'm unable to go. <laughs> oh, that was my next question. That was my next question. Do you know what the card is? Um, it's, it's an old card from like three months ago, so they haven't really updated it. It has to do with, you know, old, older feuds, but, um, I don't actually know the card, but I'm really sad because this is the one time in my life, Jeff Hardy is, Jeff Hardy was my new favorite wrestler back in the early, you know, after Shawn Michaels started, kind of started to die down, Jeff Hardy became that new face for me. I can see that why. I mean, there were similarities there. I mean, obviously they, they, they kind of took different paths, but. There was definitely, yeah, I can see that. There was definitely something there. Yeah, and the one weekend he shows up, and I'm, I'm unable to see him. Like, my 20 years of wrestling, and I can't see my favorite wrestler. <laughs> no. <There's, laughs> but, oh, well, that's life. <laughs> you know what? It is life, my friend. It is life. But, hey. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I think Jeff Hardy's probably entered the twilight of his career uh, at the moment. But he still gets that mag. You know, he's got that. Fans just love him. They just warm to him, which is, you know, he's just got that magic to him. <laughs> Well, I've seen it online with Jeff Hardy now. People like before Jeff Hardy was, you know, oh, yeah, I can't wait to see the next, you know, death defying thing that Jeff Hardy does. Now it's like, Jeff, please don't. <laughs> uh, honestly, <laughs> like, when, when, when he took that one time at SummerSlam onto the apron and then did it again uh, on SmackDown through the table, I was like, what on earth are we doing? Well, uh, speak, uh, his back issues, he actually, there was an interview right there I saw yesterday and he was he touched base on he, he was having back issues for about three weeks and he was in a lot of pain but it's actually past now um he's always in a, a little bit of pain and everything because he's getting older now but actually the back issues from him avoiding doing the swanton and everything that's over now oh so he's better now is he yeah he's he's feeling better to do it now so that's why we've seen jeff i mean i don't get it though jeff suddenly feeling better so let's just go kill myself now <laughs> It sounds it sounds about right, right? It sounds like Jeff. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh well. I mean, look, what do you think about the whole Matt Hardy thing as well? I mean, the rumor is that he may have to retire soon. That's a shame because his pelvis and his uh, pelvis and his what was it? Pelvis and back, lower back. I've started Jeez. to fuse together. I mean, yeah. that just sounds like the most horrific thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh my god, I can't even imagine. It's 
I, I, mean, I love Matt, Matt Hardy, the whole broken, woken thing from love TNA, it. To love WWE. It. I love it. Love it. Every bit of it. Love it. It was amazing. It was wonderful. I had to do it. <laughs> but it, uh, it, it was great. It was – I couldn't get enough of it. And you know what? Bray and Matt actually did um, oddly well together. Um, I, ne- but- I always thought they didn't – they never went far enough with it was always my thing. I always thought we could have done more and I thought it was a shame that we didn't. Well, I don't think we had the chance to. Like, I'm pretty sure they were probably going to break up, you know, in the next few months or something was going to happen between them and Bray was going to go back to heel or something like that. But now we might not get the chance because of Matt's uh, injury, which is a shame because he's an amazing – no, no – I know everybody when they're a wrestler, like even you, Simon, like you, 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 you just have your collarbone broken, and that's a shame. Like, I mean, that's that sucks. Like all the that recovery definitely goes, sucks. I agree. <laughs> yeah, it, it sucks. Like, I mean, I wish you the best recovery possible. Thank but you, man. That's nice. Absolutely, but like any wrestler, I don't wish injury on anybody who's going in there. But you take a risk when you sign up for the job. And man, pelvis and damn. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's 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 just. I know. Yeah, I mean, what you said. Yeah, it's it, it's just even hard to to comprehend how much, well, how much that must hurt. If nothing else, like it's, yeah, I I I, pff, I just hope he's all right. That's my main thing with all of this stuff. I just hope that he can recover and he can find something that, you know, find. What's the word I'm looking for? I can't the right word, but just find whatever works for him because I imagine trying to give that life up must be really really difficult because it just must be right. Like how. He's been doing this for so many years. I'm sure it's his passion. And then to all of a sudden lose that. I think we forget that sometimes, how hard that must be. So my main thing is, yeah, I hope that he can he can just find whatever works, whatever works for him. Yeah, I, I, I just I hope he I hope he gets back on his feet like soon. And I hope it's I hope it's not a career ending injury. No, I don't. And, and, and if he does, tra- if he does transition into a road agent, you know, as long as he as long as he. Yeah, as, as long as he knows what he's doing, as long as he's happy, that's my main thing. I like Matt Hardy a lot. I've always liked Matt Hardy. And my point being is that I hope Jeff Hardy doesn't, you know, doesn't suffer the same fate. And the irony that Matt Hardy may have, to suffer, uh, may have to retire before Jeff Hardy, the guy that took... I mean, Matt Hardy took a lot of risks, but I think it's fair to say that few people in, their, in history have taken as many risks as Jeff Hardy. Jeff yeah. has a horseshoe up his ass. <laughs> like, he must do, right? I, I just, he just, yeah. There's a, like a lucky rabbit's foot or something because the way that Jeff has done through... All of it, it, you know, all the indie careers, TNA, WWE, everything that Jeff has done, the stuff that the, the risks that that man takes, and he's still walking, like, <sighs> yeah. The only person <laughs> I think that did work was McFoley. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I look back now. I, what was I watching the other day? I can't remember. I was watching a McFoley thing, and even then, you're just like, oh my, oh my gosh, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> how, how does he do this? Absolutely crazy. Oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. No, but fair play to fair play to them all. Right, man, is there anything else you want to talk about before we start to wrap things up? I want to make sure that we uh, attack any subject that you wanted to. Yeah, I guess we'll just touch. I guess, yeah, the hour's coming up there. But uh, um, New Day. New Day, Bludgeon Brothers on SmackDown. Yeah, new tag team champions. Back to the longest running tag team champions in history. There are, they're five time now, aren't they? I think that's right, yeah. Well, I'm going to do it then. They're five-time, 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 five-time WWE Tag Team Champions. It's pretty good. Not bad records at all. <laughs> uh, but I think it. I think they only won because of the brother, you know, Rowan's injury. But yes. I think the New Day can spice up the Tag Team Champions again. Because the Bludgeon Brothers were doing okay. I, I think they could have had a 
more of a spice to their feud. But the way they wrestle and how they like, you know, abuse each other, like toss each other on top of people or hit each other, like it makes them look like legit badasses. Yeah, I agree. And I think right now they've kind of, I felt like they dipped a few months ago, but now I feel like they're on the way up again. They just, I feel like, I don't know what it is. They found some momentum or they found something. I just find them really entertaining at the moment. Yeah, well, Rowan and Rowan and Harper, like Harper's amazing as a solo. Like you, you mentioned that yourself. And Rowan, when he was solo, he just kept getting loss after loss after loss. And I was like, man, these two are good. Yeah. Stop, like stop jobbing them out. And then they finally brought them back as this tag team, and it's been working. But then, of course, Rowan's injury, and that that sucks. But I'm hoping that they come back as the Brothers and Brothers and just destroy people. And base and this. And the SmackDown tag team. Where in the blue hell is Sanity? Uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. I'd love to tell you, man. They, they, they come and go. It makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, imagine this at SummerSlam. Let's say the Bludgeon Brothers retained, okay? Or, or, or sorry, they, 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 they did retain at SummerSlam. But imagine they retained and then Sanity came out and then just wiped the floor with everybody. And I mean, they went anarchy. Like, they took everything under control. They just took the tables, the ropes, the everything, and they just destroyed shit, and they destroyed the Bludger Brothers and New Day. That's the sanity from NXT. Yeah. No, dude, I mean, that would have been... I think you hit the nail on the head, right? We want the sanity from NXT. That's what we want. That's what we want to see. Mm-hmm. And yet, so far, they've come, they've gone, they've, they're here, they're not there. It's, it's just lacked... Mm, so what I'm looking for it's just been lacking really in general it's just been it's just not been I think what a lot of people or what they could have been I think we could have done more than they were a good team they had uh, a different gimmick you know a different persona and yeah we just didn't follow up on it as I don't know why the NXT curse you could say well I learned very quickly that what you do in NXT doesn't matter in WWE Oh, no, not at all. And I think that can work with you as well. Like, take someone like the Drifter, right? The Drifter, you know, the Drifter had a hard time in NXT, but ever since he's been on the main roster, he's been brilliant. And maybe, you know, that would have hampered him if they had had mentioned it. But the fact they didn't, you know, actually helped him. But obviously it works the other way as well. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I had to talk about. I don't want to keep you too much longer, but I really appreciate you having me on the podcast today. Oh, no, no, dude, dude, thank you for all the support and... Like I say, you know, again, all, all this stuff is for is supported by Patreon.com for Simon 316, and it really does help. And also, just for your kind words in any way, uh, Cody, man, you've been you've been nice from the start, so I really appreciate it. Uh, you're, you're welcome anytime. Uh, and I I know that once you get back in that ring, wherever you go, you are going to be a world champion someday. <laughs> oh, dude, I appreciate the confidence, man, and I will do. But it, if someone doesn't book you that way, you leave that company because you need the world title. <laughs> I'll, I'll, when I go back, I'll say that. Uh, listen, uh, if you don't give me the world title, I'm just going to go home. So if, that, if that's all right. Work, work for it, of course. You know, get, your, get a status there and everything. But if you're in a company for two, three years or four years and they're not doing anything with you, you leave that company and get what's yours because you are awesome. You're just an amazing guy. Oh, dude, that's just, that's too nice, man. That's too nice. I really do appreciate it, man. You humble me and you flatter me. So that's very, very kind. I appreciate it. Uh, is there anything else you want to pimp out? Twitter, social media, or anything like that? 
Uh, no, and that's that's it for me. Good. That's I always like to check. Uh, we'll do it. honestly. Thank you so much. That was a really good chat. I really enjoyed that. Uh, and otherwise, uh, again, all supported by Patreon.com for Simon316. If you want to come say hello, I'm on Twitter at Simon316, Instagram SimonMiller316. You can also find me at YouTube.com forward slash the Miller Report Rules. A lot of nonsense up there, as well as this podcast. And of course, you can ask questions and just join in the wrestling community chat over on Facebook. You just search for Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast, and you give it a like, and then eventually somebody will let you in the group, and you can just go crazy. Uh, if you're on iTunes as well, give us a review, give us five stars, go share this on, I don't know, Reddit, Twitter, Facebook, any social media of choice. Cody, thanks once again. It's really good. I really enjoyed this chat. Thanks a lot, man. It was, it was great talking to you. And you, man. And take care. And I will talk to you, everybody else, in about a week's time. Yeah.